Blog Talk Radio. here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. We are live and coming to you today uh, on the topic of Saturn Stationing Retrograde. We are discussing the week ahead, August the 2nd, which is next Sunday, through August the 8th, that Saturday, okay? Uh, I want to apologize ahead of time. If it sounds like I'm a little bit distracted over here, it's because I am. There's a lot going on at the house today. And um, so just bear with me, please. Hopefully I am being heard. If you are listening online or called in to 818-369-0368, um, you can press 1 on the telephone keypad if you would like to uh comment, add content to the show, tell me you can't hear me or I'm breaking up. Um, So, yeah, feel free to chime in and add to the show today. Um, Definitely uh, this week, last week's show regarding the blue moon, the blue full moon in Aquarius is going to be pivotal. If if you missed it, make sure you go back and take a listen uh, because the effects of not only the uh, pending full moon coming, but as well as the Mars Uranus square of this past weekend that we are pr- still pretty fresh out of. It's Wednesday. It's been a few days, but I don't think that the Mars Uranus square went by unnoticed by anyone. So um, with things heating up and intensifying uh, as we approach this full moon, it's almost like back-to-back weekends of just really powerful intensity, although the full moon energy comes on the cusp of the Friday. Once again, I admonish you to go back and take a listen before we get too much further. Before we get too much further into the show, um, I obviously always um, will take out time to honor our ancestors, Ashe, and... Um, a special ashe to to Deuce. We love you and and we honor you and remember you. Um, is uh, a recent transition of of a very close friend of mine's grandson. So I definitely wanted to shout him out and ashe his precious spirit. And I also want to give thanks to Brother Ampu who so graciously allows me to come before you guys every week and share in this beneficial, powerful information. So give thanks and praise to him as well. All right, y'all. Before we get into this week, I do just have some quick notes, um, personal notes. I didn't 
I didn't get this from any website. These are my own personal notes regarding uh, the energy that's kind of going on now before we get into the week ahead because I've had so many questions and comments and concerns from people over uh, over the last about week, like I said, with that Mars Uranus square last week and the uh, full moon this that we're already sensing the energy of, uh, people want to definitely talk about it. So uh, I definitely read last week some information regarding the blue, uh, the blue moon. It's called the blue full moon in Aquarius. And it kind of, you know, has a ring of the blues to it. Um, Anxiety, fear, the anxiety and the fear that you may be experiencing are definitely byproducts of the Jupiter-Venus alignment squaring Saturn, okay? Um, almost exactly at the time of the full moon, so you can't ignore it. It's happening almost simultaneously. Um, so you've got Venus-Jupiter conjunction, whatever house of your natal chart it's lining up in, promising blessings and benefits. And then you have Saturn in a challenging aspect to that Jupiter-Venus conjunction, and Saturn's bringing restriction, and Saturn's bringing limitation, and and Saturn's bringing discipline. And so... Uh, another manifestation of Saturn on the low end, you have many people that could be battling depression symptoms right now. That definitely is a low vibrational manifestation of Saturn, okay? So if that's what you're experiencing right about now, uh, instead of succumbing to depression, you can take that same Saturnian energy that's that's available for use uh, on the depression vibration, that low aspect of the Saturnian energy, you can take it and turn it on its head and start practicing today, right now, the higher manifestation of that same Saturnian energy, which rewards hard work. Saturn also rewards any self-discipline efforts you have going on. On, On a personal note, Saturn happens to be transiting an area of my chart right now that rules work, that rules daily habits and routines that rules health. So if if I want to avoid, we'll put it like that, uh, the low manifest, the low vibrational manifestations of this Saturn challenging, the, this, uh, the very conjunction that brings blessings and um, benefits, Jupiter uh, conjunct Venus. And if I want to manifest, if I want the challenge to be less challenging, if I could say it that way, I can tap into that Saturnian energy in the higher form of being responsible. I can be responsible about my daily work and routines, and I can be more responsible about my health regimens. And 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 there you go, Saturn, uh, uh, Jupiter, Venus, blessings and benefits. Uh, having a easier time relating to this Saturnian energy when you skip the depression and instead practice working hard, especially if you're working hard at 
the area of your chart where this is taking place in. Where is Saturn transiting your natal chart right now? Do you know? You should. And if you don't, we can help you here at My Astrology Coach. I, I can be reached personally at Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at MyAstrologyCoach.com. You can also contact me through Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook. Um, and so, and on Twitter as well. Uh, on Twitter, it's Mama Dada Astro, A-S-T-R-O. And so we can help you easily determine where Saturn is transiting your chart right now. And you can begin to focus in that area. Like I know to focus on my daily habits and on my routines and on my health and on my, on my daily work and in and, and, and relationships with coworkers and things that are associated with that area of my chart then I can ease up some of the pressure that this challenging aspect is bringing because it's bringing it. And for most people I'm talk, I, I'm associated with, it's bringing it. But for those that are working hard and disciplining themselves and being responsible and mature and patient during this time are having a much easier go of it than those who are kind of winging it and, and relying on these old patterns of falling into depression and uh, other low vibrational uh, manifestations of the Saturnian energy. Additionally, um, Saturn is not in a hurry to do anything. It's, it's an energy that comes to kind of sit on you almost. It, it's a constricting energy. I mean, just imagine somebody coming and sitting on you. Where are you going until they get up? Nowhere. <laughs> so it's a controlling energy. It wants to kind of rein you in. It wants you to slow down. It wants you to learn your lessons. It wants you to work hard. Um, it's bent on us learning lessons. That's the point. The point is not to come by in a hurry. The point is however long it takes, learn your lesson. Uh, currently, Saturn is at a real critical point. If you're dealing with, you know, the, uh, these different vibrations of Saturn on a lower level, uh, it, Saturn's at a real critical point because it's about, we're going to talk about it here in a minute because it, it's covered in uh, next week's, your week ahead. Saturn is at a real critical point. It's about to station retrograde. Uh, it's about to, it, it is retrograde, and it's about to station direct. It, at this point, even to, as of today, it's in a sense slowing down because it's about to shift gears and go direct again. So, um, what that energy kind of is going to translate into is complicated relationships or complications in relationships. Uh, any anxieties or fears you've been experiencing at this time are deepened, okay? You, it's not going to be so critical. It wasn't so critical even amidst the Saturn retrograde until now, kind of this culmination point. And it won't be so critical after it gets going, after it's stationed direct for a day or two or three, a few days. Uh, but right now, it's critical. Right now, it's deeply felt. Right now, fears and anxieties are at an all-time high and a dimension of karmic payback or guilt 
could also be associated with this sensitive time of Saturn about to turn direct again. So additionally, if you're feeling depression, anxious, fearful, take a second look at am I being paid back on karma seeds that I've sown? This is a very critical time. Saturn being retrograde was all about karma. It's been all about karma. It's been all about decisions we've made before now. And, and, and uh, you know, what do they say, the chicken's coming home to roost? <laughs> it's like it's time to get real serious within ourselves and discipline ourselves, mature ourselves, be patient enough with ourselves and responsible enough to start today. You can start today sowing good karma seeds. So when the next Saturn retrograde hits or another critical time comes around, you are on the high end of the energy and not the low end. You're reaping the rewards and the benefits, not the the negative consequences of of things you didn't learn, of lessons you didn't learn before, of responsibility you didn't take before, of of before when you could have uh, responded or acted in maturity, you responded and acted in immaturity and impatience and laziness as opposed to hard work. So you're getting a whole nother lesson right now. That additionally could be why you, you're experiencing a difficult time. Also, we're still <laughs> talking about right now before we get into the week ahead because, once again, there's just been a lot of questions and concerns about what is going on right now, Mama Dada. This is going on. This is going on. So in addition to um, Saturn about to station direct and in addition to the full moon that's uh, quickly and intensely approaching, Venus just stationed retrograde last week. So here you have an add additional layer of complication being brought in of energy that uh, complicated energy being brought in right now. What Venus retrograde is bringing is uh, potential interference from past lovers. Anybody been experiencing inter any interference from past lovers? Anybody been experiencing any? distance in relationships, even disappointments in relationships, and, and even money and what you value is possible right now. Venus doesn't just rule relationships. What do you value? What do you love? Who do you love? Uh, if if you're experiencing complications in any of those areas, that this could be very contributing to why, especially if your your sign is ruled, if you have a, a ascendant that's ruled by Venus or Venus prominently placed in your chart, good or bad, positive or negatively, do you know? You should know. If you know that you have a, a, a prominently placed Venus in your chart and you're experiencing intensely some of the things I'm referring to as it relates to Venus retrograde, then it takes some of the pressure off, some of the anxiety off, the fear off. When Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm dealing with this right now. And this is how I attack it so it doesn't take me over or under or out. So uh, that's why we give out our information here so we can be contacted for, we can take a look at your chart and 
tell you exactly what's going on. Last week's show, uh, we had a caller, Ashio. Shout out to Ashio. Thank you so much for calling in uh, on air and also a a very powerful and impactful consultation that we had um, shortly after. And it was really cool to talk to him simply because he's just like that perfect student that you want the the student the kind of student of astrology that I was just really wanting to get to know me astrologically really wanting to get to know how these tra- passing transits and these stations and these placements are affecting me and what I can do about it some practical powerful positive prosperous solutions and I'll I'll get the it, it we're gonna get real deep when we talk about um what's coming up here next week. So let me keep going. I'm still talking about what's going on right now. We talked about Saturn being uh about the station direct. We talked about the full moon coming up. We talked about Venus going retrograde. We got a couple more things to talk about what you might be going through right now. Additionally, we got Mars square Uranus that really, really uh, is it, it, it? We experienced this like this past weekend. Okay, still playing a really weakened a role, a weakened role nonetheless, but still playing a role in the full moon chart that's coming up on Friday. Okay, so its presence may still be felt by you, especially depending on your particular natal chart. By way of irritability, anybody been a little irritable and impatient? Okay. Unwanted experiences and accidents could still occur as a result of risky behavior we've taken and out-of-control tempers, okay? So with all that being said, I have a few Mama Dada astrology tips on at least how to get through the weekend, past the full moon. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to at least get you past Friday, get you through Friday. Uh, without incident or accident, okay? And these are my uh, tips for that. We got Mars still playing a part. You know, a lot of energy that lends itself to accidents and, and, and frustrations within relationships. So number one, I say wear cool colors. I'm wearing blue right now. I was wearing blue earlier. <laughs> I see. I think I see blue like everywhere here lately. And that is just a visual, symbolic reminder to cool down. Wear cool colors. Avoid red, okay? Try to avoid red at least past until you get past Friday, all right? And and energetically, you may like, Mama Dada, what's wearing blue going to do? What's wearing cool colors going to do? That doesn't make any sense. That can't possibly do anything. Well, energetically and symbolically and subconsciously it is, whether you're conscious of it or not. Subconsciously it is not only for you, but for those you come in contact with, okay? So just take Mama Dada's word for it. Keep uh, the colors you wear cool, calm, neutral until you get past Friday for sure, okay? Number two tip, discipline yourself. I'm talking about Saturn here, baby. Discipline yourself to practice patience, that's more Saturn, and kindness to all you come across. Then you don't have to worry about bad karma. 
then you don't have to worry about negative consequences. Your Saturn return, your Saturn retro direct, um, whenever it's time to pay the piper, you don't have to worry about getting burnt because you, you've disciplined yourself or you've been practicing at least through Friday for sure. If you don't ever practice it, practice it for here for the next few days. Uh, disciplining yourself to practice patience and kindness to all you come across. That's your practice. No, don't just do it to specific people. No, don't just do it to the people you've been having difficulty in relationship with. Practice it with everyone, even the people you say you don't like, especially the people you say you don't like and that don't like you. If you come across them, especially here through Friday, I strongly advise you to practice patience with them and kindness to them. And you'll see why if you do, and you'll see why if you don't, okay? Just tips. Third tip, whatever house Saturn falls in your natal chart, get busy working hard in that area. I already kind of mentioned that earlier. But definitely get busy in that area instead of wasting energy, being anxious and afraid. Though those That doesn't benefit anybody when you're acting out of anxiety and fear. It's wasted energy, and instead we should um, be courageously responsible in whatever area that is. And in the area of my daily work and my routines and and my uh, health regimes, I need to be fearlessly, courageously responsible and disciplined and patient with myself and mature, at least for now. If I've never done it before, it's here for a reason, teaching a lesson that I would be wise to learn. Last tip, place any expectations you have in relationships on yourself, not others. That way you avoid the disappointment that some people are experiencing right now. Then it's going to be retrograde for quite a while. You know, so we're going to have a good amount of time here over the course of the next month or so to reevaluate what we value, who we value, our relationships, our finances. And if we're constantly looking to another person, I don't care if it's who you're sleeping with, I don't care if it's your parent, your child, your cousin, whatever you have that you expect of them, Place that very same expectation on yourself. Well, I expect them to uh, make sure I got this, and I expect them to make sure I feel this way. You do it. You own it. You take responsibility for your happiness. You take responsibility for your finances. You take, and when I say you, I mean we. We're in this together. We must do it, or we must be fine and accept the consequences of not doing it. Saturn doesn't, um, I think I should mention now, even though we're going to discuss it a little later when we talk about Saturn stationing direct in Scorpio, uh, because Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, which is the higher octave of Mars. And I know if you haven't been listening to the show long, that just sounded like complete and total Chinese to you. But let me explain to you real quick that Saturn, uh, matter of fact, let me just get to it right here. 
Hold on, quick second. There it is. There it is. To this um, quick snippet when when I'm talking about Saturn going direct, I'm going to skip to it right now because it's so vital to know. Uh, but Saturn going direct while in Scorpio is going to have a unique effect, okay? Um, Scorpio, like I said, is ruled by Mars. Uh, it's ruled by Pluto. You can say Mars because Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. Um, but Mars is assertive. It's proactive. I wish it would have, uh, this is where I got this from, that they would have talked more about Pluto, but, um, but I, I, I put some stuff in there later. Um, uh, it's Mars is assertive, proactive towards achieving goals and considered forceful at times, okay? So with Saturn, time is rationed out with minute inspection. Like I said earlier, Saturn slows everything down so we can learn our lessons real good. <laughs> it slows down any process and makes you analytical and thoughtful. So when Saturn goes direct... In the terrain belonging to Mars, it can be a little unsettling, okay? Mars is trying to problem solve. It's aggressive. (laughs) While Saturn is uh, the one kind of helping us put up with or endure things we can't change just yet. So here we have Mars, this Scorpio energy that wants us to fix things, whereas Saturn's agenda is for us to endure them. The combined impulses can feel unsettling or at cross purposes. If that describes any way you've been feeling, that is why Saturn is in Scorpio now. It is about to station direct, and I just gave you all some really, really good tips. So with that being said, I'm going to check in and see if anybody has raised their hand. Once again, if you are online and would like to call in to add content to the show, have a question, want to connect with Mama Dada Astrology or my astrology, through my astrology coach network here on Blog Talk Radio, simply call in 818-369-0368, and um, you can press 1 on the keypad if you'd like to raise your hand, Okay. All right, let's get going. Uh, the the week definitely starts out in Pisces, okay? So we're rounding at the week starts out with the moon in Pisces. I've been telling y'all here lately about the signs that the moon transits throughout each week that we discuss um, because that definitely plays a part in the overall energy uh, amidst whatever transit may be going on that day. Okay, and I think my computer is actually shutting down on me. Hold on, guys. Hold on. One quick second. Okay, no. Uh, But, yeah, so we start off the week with the moon in Pisces, which if for those who have been following along, Pisces is the final zodiac sign. In the wheel starts off with Aries in the first position and ends with Pisces in the twelfth house or position. Okay, and so we're starting off next week with an ending kind of energy. We're, we'll be fresh off the this full moon that we're intensely feeling and experiencing right now, and uh, we'll be start. You know, 
ending, uh, working on ending uh, the zodiac sign that the moon goes through. Sorry, y'all, if it sounds like I told y'all I'm doing distractions today, but I'm getting this out because y'all, we need it. So on the second, uh, we're going to talk about sta- uh, Saturn station- stationing direct here just for a quick second just because it's so vital and pivotal. I mean, come on. Think about a planet that rules hard work, lesson, life lessons at that, karma, discipline, rewards, um, you know, constriction, limitation, the parent, the father, uh, career, that sounds like a pretty important planet. So I'm going to spend a little time on it this week. Uh, we may not get to all the other topics, but that's okay. Because if we're learning our lessons and we're reaping our rewards for hard work, um, then, then you know, we're doing pretty good. Whenever I am doing a transit report for someone, at least include anything Mars is doing to any of their personal planets, and definitely Saturn. I kind of start off with Saturn because that's a slower-moving planet as opposed to the ones that are closer to us. And um, and it's so impactful and pivotal that if there is a Saturn transit going on for them personally or where Saturn is transiting, I always include that in the transit reports because it's so beneficial and helpful to know where you are actively learning lessons and um, how to be more effective maneuvering through those. Once again, if you get the hard work down, the discipline down, and know exactly what area to exert that energy in, you will reap the rewards, okay? Um, Saturn retrograded back into Scorpio from Sagittarius. Sagittarius comes after Scorpio in the Zodiac Wheel. So Saturn had already been in Scorpio, uh, and it went and it, when it written and it moved into Sagittarius already. But then on the 14th, it had been in retrograde motion. It came back up out of Sagittarius and back into Scorpio where it, it had already been. And so it's going to stay in Scorpio where it is right now, even after it stations direct. On the 2nd, it's stationing direct on the 2nd, which is Sunday, early in the morning, 12.53 a.m., okay? And it's going to, uh, even though it'll be in direct motion, it won't come up out of Scorpio to go back into Sagittarius until September 17th, okay? This FYI. Uh, definitely tremendous privileges um, will be doled out those who deserve it, uh, if they have valued discipline, good work ethic, and tenacity, okay? Keep that in mind. Now, I will a little excerpt from, actually, it's not quick, but I'm in an effort to give you guys more insights that come from my heart and my mind for you guys. I, I when I do come across something that just really, you know, breaks it down the way I I like to see it broken down. I do want to share it. You know, if someone's already, you know, uh, lined it up, I'll just share it directly with y'all. Okay. So Saturn in Scorpio has been about an extreme makeover. Like I said, this is not a new energy for us. 
but it is at a very critical point right now. And 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 once it goes out of Scorpio and goes back into Sagittarius, where it was before it retrograded, it's not going to go back. It's, you're not going to experience that energy that way ever again, but you're not going to experience the Saturn and Scorpio energy again for another 30 years, okay? So these lessons we're wrapping up and learning now, but these are going to have, this is going to have implications for us some time to come. So that's why I'm taking a little bit more time today uh, with this first transit of the week on the second of Saturn stationing direct in Scorpio because it's vital, okay? And so let's see. I got this little thing from, I want to give credit where credit is due, and then we can move on. Astrology.about.com, okay? They're talking about Saturn in Scorpio. Um, the transit of Saturn Scorpio comes at a time when many are transforming already in extreme ways. That's Scorpio for you. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. I told y'all Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. Pluto is all about formations. Pluto is about all things deep and and dark and uh on the low end, it's, it relates to manipulation and jealousy and obsession, possible stalking. On the high end, on the high end, it relates to uh, you know, like I say, complete and total transformation and even transmutation. Okay, uh, death and rebirth, rising from the ashes like a phoenix. Okay. Um, so much is rising from the depths as as Saturn transits Scorpio. Secrets are rising from the depths, sobering realities, uh, woundedness of our past, patterns of abuse, sexual confusion. Scorpio definitely has ties to um, sex and things of a sexual nature. Uh, this transit... This is a transit to drive out emotional psychic vampires. That is also a scorpionic uh, manifestation. Emotional psychic vampires. And unplug from all that's feeding on your energy. That's what Saturn in Scorpio is calling for. If you're carrying around dead bodies, the past, or have skeletons in your closet, Saturn in Scorpio is going to show you how to cut it out and cut it off. Now is the time to gain access while Saturn is in this area of space to the secretive and deeper realities of energy exchange with those closest to us. There are some deeper realities we are being called to pay attention to and focus on, okay? This evokes primal scenes where we unlock the power to move through whatever has a hold on our psyche and our soul. This psychic hits on what's going on, what's going on, 
that sentence. Sorry, guys, they didn't write that right. That's why I am starting to rely more on my own wisdom and insights because I know what I mean to say <laughs> most of the time. Uh, you can become aware, for example, uh, of a strange pull towards someone, even if they're not good for you. Saturn peels back layers and blocks the easy exits. We're now seeing how deeply embedded we are in each other's lives, okay? So in addition to extreme makeovers, Saturn and Scorpio also points to addiction and despair, okay? Uh, Saturn shows us sometimes in stark ways where our coping mechanisms are keeping us in a holding pattern. Whatever has been working starts not to work. Oh, no. And yet, that's the start of coming up with new approaches to old problems. Depending on how Saturn engages your chart, this is time to finally face everything you're running from and to be wholly transformed by the experience. That's Scorpio. You will not be the same. That's why I say this has far-reaching implications what's been going on while Saturn's retrograded back into Scorpio, okay? not a light thing. Um, Saturn Scorpio is here now to give us master methods for taking what's rotten and composting it into fertile ground for the next step. If you've been through a dark night, Saturn as the planet of authority can press you into service, press you, force you, constrict you, limit you, discipline you into service. You wear the mantle of healer, assisting souls through the murky perceptual fields of our times. Healing is a high manifestation of Scorpio, okay? So that can be added to the list of higher manifestations of Scorpio that I mentioned earlier in the show. So we tackled extreme makeover being a manifestation of this addiction and despair. Hitting bottom, Saturn Scorpio brings the potential for hitting bottom, the darkest place. I told y'all Scorpio represents that darkness, hidden area, deepness. And yet, this is where a strong foundation can be built, in the dark, ported in going deep. While Saturn's in Scorpio, you'll be rewarded for going deep, sharing what's in your heart and soul with trusted supporters, joining healing groups a higher manifestation of Scorpio, being committed to going all the way. What's festering and making you sick? This is no time for Band-Aids. Scorpio ain't about the Band-Aids because it's going deep and healing deep. We're now in Saturn's intensive care unit for near-death experiences that revive the sense of wanting to live. New vitality is kindled for the dramatic times. There's real hope when we face the core issues, and now there's nothing we can't handle. Don't be scared to hit. Be courageous to face your fears, and don't be scared to hit rock bottom because rock bottom means that now you're you're at bottom and you can build a strong foundation. You you you've seen you've had a near death experience. You've you've been in throes of intensity, and now you have the contrast that you need to to know what it's like and appreciate and be thankful for 
the reviving of the sense of wanting to live, that new vitality that's kindled even for dramatic times. If you can make it, if you can survive rock bottom, you can survive anything. So don't be afraid. Saturn and Scorpio is nothing to fear. Additionally, um, uh, under in addition to the extreme makeover, the addiction, despair, hitting rock bottom, uh, there's some underworld magic that can be experienced while Saturn is still in Scorpio. Okay, we've got until September 17th for all this these energy energetic manifestations that I'm telling you about. That's why I'm telling you about it because we still got a ways to go. Uh, and but like I say, once once we wrap up with Saturn and Scorpio, we won't see it again for thirty years. So learn the the Scorpionic lesson. Saturn is the lesson, and it's in Scorpio. Learn your Scorpio lessons now while there's still time, because that's setting up the foundation for when we go back into Sag and, and everything that comes after that. Okay, so that's why it's so vital. Regarding underworld magic, Saturn Scorpio begins the era of discovering new ways to deal with intense events, manipulation, corruption, and the quest to live truthfully. Scorpio is a sign of emotional bravery with an instinct for digging into the meat of a matter. I like how it refers to a quest to live truthfully because when you're going deep, which is what Scorpio does, a lie is not going to survive very long when you start digging deep enough. So we're definitely learning lessons while Saturn's in Scorpio about being truthful. <laughs> Whatever half-truths or outright, outright lies uh, that have been robbing us personally or societally of authenticity can be broken apart while Saturn's in Scorpio, Okay. We learn how to take even the most dangerous, life-threatening material and transform it. This is the kind of Saturn transit where things could seem to get worse before they get better, and yet you realize you've surrendered to a process of deep change. Then shows us we're stronger than we think we are. With Saturn and Scorpio, the strength we find brings personal power and the courage to set boundaries or limits um so let's see. Mm-mm-mm. If you're having a Saturn return right now, I can help you with that. I can look into your chart and even show you in your chart if Saturn is coming back to the position that it was when you were born. Once again, it Saturn takes about thirty years to transit through all the signs and get back to where it where it was. So if you're about 30 years old, 29 and a half to 30, 30, uh, you're having a, you could be having a, a Saturn transit, a Saturn return transit. And I can help you determine if you are. Obviously, I do. I, I actually have quite a few older um, listeners and clients. So, so hitting around that 61 mark, 60 marker. So you could be having, a, you're more than likely having your Saturn return as well, and that's significant. That's why I say that that is the entire point of Mama Dada Astrology, why we are here. Know thyself astrologically. What does your birth chart look like? What transit are planets that are orbiting Earth right now, orbiting the sun right now, what 
transit are they making to your personal planet? You might want to know that, especially when we're talking about Saturn, especially when we're talking about Mars, especially when we're talking about a Venus-Jupiter alignment that is full of potential for blessings and, and prosperity and promises and and benefits. You might want to know where it's impacting your chart. If you're having a difficult time when you should be getting blessings and benefits, you might be having a challenging uh, Jupiter-Venus might be challenging your natal chart. So if you're having your Saturn return right now around the age 30, 60, if you're blissed enough to be listening and um, living to the age of around 90, this is a life transit. You're having a life transit that saves you from structures that have become stifling confinement. What's been calcified is being broken broken open and broken apart, okay? If you're having a Saturn return right now, you're learning a pivotal karmic life lesson, okay? And and even though it can be painful during a Saturn return, it cracks us open so we can reshape the fundamentals or the foundation and become aligned with our destiny, okay? Speaking of which, restructuring is the last um, point I want to speak on for um, what Saturn and Scorpio can manifest as. And then we'll move on. Some will definitely let go of wishful thinking. All all, all us recovering idealists, <laughs> um, we're definitely learning. I, I've been a recovering idealist for a while now, so it's not hitting me so hard. But if you ha- have maybe haven't hit your Saturn return, you're maybe not, not yet 30 years old. And you're feeling like uh, while Saturn's been in Scorpio, uh, that the wishful thinking and the idealism that you've operated under, maybe a little naivety, uh, maybe a little denial, however it's manifested, uh, Saturn in Scorpio is definitely having none of that. And so as the deeper intensity uh, of Saturn in Scorpio is squeezed to the surface, we're being forced to face the denial. Okay, and the wishful thinking and naivety. When inner reserves are released, there's more vitality to move in a realistic, that's a a Saturn key word right there, as opposed to idealism, Saturn is realistic um, and we'll be moving more in in a more realistic way toward our dreams, okay? Saturn Scorpio raises the volume on that inner voice that knows something needs to happen inwardly to create the changes we seek outwardly. All right, guys, that is uh, pretty much it for that. I I don't have any horoscopes for y'all this week, so it's going to, unless someone has uh, questions, want to raise their hand by pressing one on the keypad, I'm just going to uh, finish with a few of these main uh, transits and points. So that covered, that was Sunday the 2nd. While the moon's still in Pisces, we're ending uh, the moon's transit through the zodiac with a, a very pivotal transit of Saturn stationing direct. Uh, the moon is in Aries after that, as of the 3rd. And so Monday, that same Jupiter Venus that I told y'all in the beginning was squaring Saturn. 
Monday the 3rd at 5.36 a.m., Jupiter exactly squares Saturn that day, okay? So keep an eye out. Moon will be in Aries. That's the key word for you right there. I love my Aries. Don't take that personally, please. But the moon will be in Aries uh, when the Jupiter square Saturn transit uh, comes exact on Monday. So our emotions are already going to be heady and aggressive, potentially heady and aggressive and, um, you know, you know how you Aries are, the ram. So it's not necessarily, and of course the higher octave of that is, with the moon being in Aries is is taking the initiative and controlling our emotions. You know, uh, if we want to control something and run something, which is kind of an Aries thing, I would just say project that inward and, and you can kind of make sure that you stay high, stay on a higher vibration. But Jupiter squaring Saturn on Monday is definitely going to show us where relationships that have already been experiencing disharmony could experience, you know, just a little bit of trouble brewing on that day. I hate to read stuff like that, but I got to keep it real with y'all and give y'all a heads up. Uh, Compromise may be difficult to achieve around Monday, leading up to Monday, especially, you know, with the full moon. it may be difficult to achieve compromise due to the dreams and the hopes that one per party in the relationship has differing staunchly from uh, the other party uh, to that much of an extent. You know, when what you want, what you're dreaming for, hoping for, is in such stark contrast to the to people you're either in relationship with or related to, it it can it can be a challenge, and that's what the square represents. This is a challenge between Jupiter that wants to expand and Jupiter that wants to advance and Jupiter that wants to grow and develop with Saturn that wants to restrict, not expand. And Saturn wants to control, and Saturn wants to wants you to focus, and Jupiter's so expansive, it wants to focus on everything. So it could literally be that drastic of a stark contrast in, within relationships that you're seeing or noticing or experiencing around Monday the 3rd. This hits at 5.36 a.m. Um, differences of opinion and beliefs. Jupiter rules beliefs. Um, so differences in opinion and beliefs or squabbles over finances and shared responsibilities could be part of the picture. Um Depending on the situation and other factors going on in your chart, uh, especially if you're talking about uh, composite compatibility charts or synastry charts, uh, you know, you'd have to take all that into consideration. But generally speaking, as far as relationships are concerned, um, that's what the difference in opinion and beliefs and the finances and shared responsibilities are going to probably be the themes surrounding the challenge in relationships on Monday, okay? The very next day, while the moon is still in Aries, keep keep your cool head and, you know, <laughs> be patient uh, while the moon is still in Aries. But uh, the Venus-Jupiter conjunction 
This is the second one of three. That's why I titled the show the two of three, because we already experienced the first um, Jupiter-Venus connection. And here, this is the second one, and there's going to be one more. Uh, once again, this this pair, lucky pair, coming together, Venus, love and money, and Jupiter, expansion, who doesn't want to expand their love and their money, uh, this is either going to meet us with the blessings or a seeming curse. It just all depends on where we have placed our values. It matters what and who you value, and it matters how we value ourselves. This is what this energy is calling us to confront. Surely some of our long-seeking and working for improvements will be rewarded around um, next week or leading up to it. When our actions are aligned with our souls and our innermost wishes, we frequently find ourselves in the right place at the right time. Then we have access to unlimited sensuality, healing, creativity, and joy-filled abundance, okay? Um, This, out of the three times that Venus is going to make contact with Jupiter, or once it already has, once and two more coming up, one being next week that we're discussing now here on the 4th on Tuesday, this is going to be exact at 4.47 p.m. All these times are in Central Standard Time. Uh, it's This one coming up is the most challenging, you know, it, that's the general consensus. Um, the benefits of Venus lining up with Jupiter are severely tested by the tight square to Saturn. Uh, that just recently will have stationed direct. It just stations direct on the second. Here you go on the fourth. Um, it's still in that square when Venus and Jupiter conjunct. Okay, so we're, I just told y'all earlier in the show, this is a critical time with Saturn. It is It's in flux, going from supposedly or apparently going backward through the zodiac degrees, okay, and then coming to a supposed stop by stationing direct to go back forward through the degrees again. So that critical point where it goes from retrograde to direct is what we are living through right now. Do you feel it? Feel That's why I say feel the squeeze. Do you feel the squeeze? Uh, the Jupiter-Venus conjunction is being severely tested by that tight square to Saturn, recently stationing direct. The um, Actually, Jupiter is going to square Saturn. The very same thing I told you all that's happening the, the previous day, Monday the 3rd, Jupiter squaring Saturn, uh, talking about differences of opinions and beliefs and squabbles over finances and shared responsibility in our close intimate relationships. That is actually, it happens the day before. But that's the first of three Jupiter-Saturn squares, okay? Give y'all a heads up on that, that what you kind of live live out around the third on Monday with Jupiter squaring Saturn, it's going to happen again two more times. Let me tell you why. 
you got Venus that just turned retrograde, okay? You've got Saturn that as of Sunday is stationing back direct. So it's going to cross paths again. They're going in opposite directions. And they had been going in opposite directions. They switched to go in opposite directions again, and they're going to touch three times, okay? I'm giving you all that heads up because when you see these alignments happen, like this Jupiter-Venus alignment, no, it's not going to be the same every time because there's going to be different influences at each time. But that's why I'm saying about this particular Venus-Jupiter conjunction it's closely related to Saturn this time around. So that's why I took a bit of time talking to you about Saturn earlier in the show because it's so impactful at the time of the full moon. It's so impactful at the time of this second Jupiter-Venus conjunction, okay? That is why. Uh, this And so with the Jupiter-Venus, uh, I'm sorry, Jupiter-Saturn square, occurring just one day before Venus conjuncts Jupiter, there's there's this massive buildup. And I mean, it's been building up, not just from the day before with Jupiter squaring Saturn, but what did I just say at the beginning of the show? It's building up with intensity from the full moon. That, y'all, that we're feeling right now the intensity is building up. And this is building from Mars square Uranus over the weekend. It's still going to be having an impact when the full moon hits. So the intensity is building up to this Venus-Jupiter conjunction. That's why it emits something that supposedly is so such a blessing and so beneficial and will be for some. Once again, holler at me about where uh, Venus conjunct Jupiter for any of these transits. We can find out where it's hitting your personal natal chart and get you prepared for how to deal with it. That's why this show is a week in advance because I can hook y'all up. <laughs> and so uh going to be the most challenging of the three Venus-Jupiter conjunctions because Saturn's involved. I took time on Saturn because if you don't know, find out today where Saturn is transiting your chart, where it's about to station direct. Let me give you some, some information and interpretation on what that means based on specifically where it's Saturn station in direct for everybody, but it ain't station in direct for everybody in the same place. That's the key. That's the key that opens the door. That's the key that unlocks the door to mastering your destiny, to knowing yourself astrologically. That's why we're here. Um, there is also a theme of karmic repercussions since Saturn is involved uh, and Venus, uh, first time Venus and Jupiter lined up, Venus was direct. Now it's retrograde. So that has karmic repercussions as well, okay? Um, and on a personal level, this alignment, uh, because of Saturn being involved, it will, for some, create distance and even separation in love relationships, okay? I got to keep it real with y'all. I got to report it all of what I see. <laughs> um, finances are have the potential to come under strain, and in, the, in, in world conflicts, peace will be broken or stalemates are possible, okay? 
uh, there's involvement of a fixed star named Regulus with this Jupiter-Venus alignment here coming up on the 4th, and it's not a good omen. Uh, once again, it kind of denotes disappointment and trouble, trouble through love affairs. Um, and Jupiter, with this star, favors large-scale military action, okay? And so then we're going to roll right into after the moon. We, we started the week out with the moon in Pisces, ending the zodiac, okay? Then we had the moon in Aries. While these major alignments are going to be going on, the moon will be in Aries. Um, and then we come into the moon in Taurus. Aries is definitely a good time to initiate some things, especially when while the moon is in Aries, you've got Jupiter squaring Saturn, which is the first of three times it's going to do it. You've got Venus conjuncting Jupiter with Saturn all on it. And so with all these kind of challenges, while the moon is in Aries, it's definitely a good time to initiate things. It's not a new moon, no, and it's coming after a full moon when when your efforts should be going into things that you want to go away or weaken after the moon is full and it starts waning. It's a great time to do something that you want to reduce or eliminate in your life good time to start breaking some habits uh, and focusing your, once again, if you're focusing your energy on you and you're placing your expectations within these relationships on you taking full responsibility, which Saturn rewards faithfully, then uh, you can really get a lot more out of it. So I'm trying to tell you how to use this moon and Aries energy where our emotion, the moon represents our emotions our feelings, our habits, uh, the mother, (laughs) home. So um, focus your energy there, definitely uh, third and the fourth. Then we get to Mars being in Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. And while the moon is in Taurus, on the fifth Wednesday, Venus squares Saturn. Here we go again with some more challenging aspects, y'all. This is not an easy time that we're in. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy. But with Saturn involved, it will be worth it if we work it. It will be worth it if we work, if we discipline ourselves, if we are responsible, if we are mature, if we are patient, the challenges will uh, be met with how more power, more control, um, less depression, less manipulation, less negative manifestations, okay? This here on the 5th on Wednesday with Venus squaring Saturn is one of the most, most challenging aspects for love and happiness. I say that because you got Venus. I told y'all Venus is love and money, values what we value. In a square, squaring off, with Saturn, who Saturn is restriction and limitations and control. Who wants restriction, limitations, and control connected to their love and their money? <laughs> Nobody. So it falls into the category of definitely Venus square Saturn of one of the most challenging aspects for love and happiness. This transit can manifest 
as isolation, depression, loneliness, and poor self-esteem. Now, with Venus squaring Saturn and Venus being in retrograde motion and Saturn recently stationing direct at this point, Square is going to be ongoing and active through August 14th, okay? They're going to be, I told y'all they were going in a particular direction and they both switched up. So they're going to, they're going to be in this orb of influence or they're going to be in, in this close square relationship to each other for a little while, okay? Um, it's about to be August and it's going to be two weeks in, August 14th until it releases its tight square on each other, okay? So once again, with Saturn involved, channel that energy. Channel what's frustrating you. Channel what's uh, challenging you. Don't, as opposed to isolating, as opposed to getting depressed or lonely or poor self-esteem, since since all those things kind of point to, uh, and it's so cool that the sun's in Leo because it's perfect timing. I mean, it ain't all bad, y'all. Some it all works out. It really is all good because with the sun in Leo, Leo is ruled by the sun. Okay, and wherever the sun is shining, guess what? Uh, the sun in and Leo uh, definitely rules confidence. It definitely rules your personal power. It absolutely rules uh, your um, your will, what you will and won't do. So turn this energy in on itself and make it work for you. It's still a, con- a connection between Venus and Saturn. Saturn is not just hard work and control and limits and discipline, but it's the rewards that come from that. Who doesn't want rewards associated with their love and their money? So in this particular instance, that's why I was saying earlier with Saturn, instead of falling so heavy in expectations on someone else to be responsible for our happiness, to be responsible for if we feel lonely or not, to be responsible if we feel good about ourselves or not, to be responsible if we're depressed or not or isolating or not. Uh, we can take another look at our personal power. I'm talking about sun and, and Leo things here. We can take another look at our personal power. We can take another look at our creativity. That's sun and Leo too. We can take another look at our creativity. We can take another look at, at how we relate to children. And I'm talking about all Leo things here now, all sun-related things, because the, as an astrologer, that's what I do. I look for solutions. They are there. And so focusing on ourselves instead of going on a low vibration, low self-esteem, depression, we can focus on ourselves and go in and go up. We can raise the vibration of ourselves and those around us. Um, this influence of Venus square Saturn is going to be going on for the next two weeks and a few days. We might want to start now loving ourselves. We might want to start now with the sun and Leo shining a light on our personal power and our creativity, exploring the depths. I can show you exactly where in your chart you can focus this energy working with it. and 
and really see a manifestation of Venus square Saturn that, you know, rivals what is the general consensus amongst astrologers because you're not bound by these transits and you're not limited by them. Contrary to the very topic we're speaking about, Saturn, which is the the binding and the limiting. Uh, But that's why I told y'all the tips earlier. And just for refresher's sake, I'm going to scroll back up and just briefly run through them again. I did notice a few people hop on the line late. Um, I was just saying that until after Friday for certain, but like even after Friday's full moon, you can clearly see with what we've discussed that will be going on next week that we will have even more opportunities to exercise some of these tips with Saturn still playing a pivotal and vital role in these transits that are going on. Saturn's associated with the full moon as well as the Jupiter-Venus alignment. Hmm, I might want to take another look. Until after Friday, and if you need to use it into the week ahead, feel free. But my tips were simply to wear cool, calm, you know, colors. Blue is uh, probably the best one as opposed to colors like red, you know. Wear wear calm, cool, neutral colors for sure, Uh, cool colors. Discipline yourself to practice. That was number one. Number two is discipline yourself to practice patience and kindness to all you come across, and especially to yourself. I didn't say that earlier. Patience with ourselves. You ain't going nowhere too fast with Saturn, especially if Saturn's sitting on top of a natal planet. Yeah, good luck with that. Saturn's sitting right on top of one of my natal planets right now. inside of, uh, you know, an area of my chart that rules my daily, what I do, my work. It rules my health. It rules my routine and habits. So it's like, as opposed to getting frustrated, I'm going to take my own wisdom here and discipline myself to practice patience with myself. I'm learning lessons in this area of my life that I will carry on for years to come. And I'm learning we're all learning deep lessons because Saturn's in Scorpio right now and will be until September 17th. Slow down. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your mate. Be patient with your children. Be patient with your definitely with Saturn and Scorpio. Be patient with the person you share resources with. Definitely. It it has rewards in it if you discipline yourself to work hard now. It has rewards in it if you discipline yourself to be responsible about the way you relate to others now. The karma will come back to bless you instead of bite you if you discipline yourself now to practice patience and kindness to all you come across. Then you don't have to worry about the bad karma. The last two points that I mentioned earlier about this time we're in is that whatever, uh, once again, whatever house pattern falls in your natal chart, get busy working hard in that area instead of wasting energy, being anxious or afraid, courageously be responsible in that area. And my last little tip for this time frame was just to place any expectations you have in relationships on yourself, not others, so you will avoid disappointment. 
hopefully you won't disappoint yourself. Hopefully you won't let yourself down. Uh, you know, Saturn and Scorpio is commanding that you be honest with yourself once and for all, that we be honest with ourselves once and for all. Saturn's not going to be in this area of, 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 of space again for another 30 years. Pay attention. Folk, that's what Saturn is demanding, that we focus. If you're so focused on placing the expectations on yourself and disciplining yourself uh, to be patient and calm with yourself and others, you don't have time to be in no conflicts about shared resources, finances, or or whatever may be you may be dealing with in your relationships. Okay, I, I really really hope that helps. Uh, if you, we're going to wrap it up here pretty quick, pretty soon. So if you have a question, please feel free to press 1 on your keypad if you have called in, and I can go ahead and patch you through before we get out of here. There was so much going on this week, y'all. There was no way I, we could talk about it all just within a couple of hours. Uh, I, there was a – let me see. Just so y'all will know. I mean, we may not discuss it, but guess what? I'm here to inform you. So we didn't get to Mercury trining Uranus on the 2nd as well, the same day that um, Saturn stations direct in Scorpio at 9.50 a.m. on Sunday, Mercury also trines Uranus. What I will say on that um, is that if you're a Gemini rising or a Virgo rising or an Aquarius rising, you may want to holler at me, Adrian at myastrologycoach.com, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E at myastrologycoach.com or Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter. Uh, just because it it's a beautiful alignment. It's a trine, the most harmonious, the most easy and effortless <laughs> um, transit that there is between Mercury, which is your communications and your travel, and Uranus, which is actually the higher octave of Mercury, and that it's that's reminding me of this uh, this genius marker because <clears throat> Mercury rules thinking and you know any thought processes, and then Uranus is like lightning speed. Uranus rules lightning. Uranus rules sudden things and breakthroughs. So with the trine between the two, I just see uh, on Sunday a a very wonderful climate uh, to do some thinking. Since Saturn's stationing direct that day, it's critical time, it's it's pivotal, it's karmic, it's whatever. Saturn also gives things longevity. So whatever ramifications are going on with Saturn stationing direct in your particular chart, is going to have staying power. And so with this Mercury, beautiful connection between Mercury and and Uranus and that kind of being this genius type of energy, um, I say take Sunday to, you know, think about anything you want to think about Sunday, especially if you know where it's hitting in your chart, I would focus there. And uh, it's probably going to have benefits to whatever lessons you may be learning or, you know, karmically speaking that are going to have long-term implications. So it's a good day to think through some things, especially as we go into the week with the Jupiter square Saturn, the Venus conjunct Jupiter that's squaring Saturn, and these other challenging aspects that I'm going to mention to you. Take time out Sunday 
with that easy, effortless energy blowing through early in the morning, ride that out because that very next morning on Monday, you got you starting the week off with Jupiter square Saturn. I don't want to hear anybody talking about Monday, uh, what's it called? What are you, manic Monday, Monday blues, none of that. I want y'all to have a magical Monday coming up. I want y'all to have a powerful Monday coming up because with Saturn station indirect on Sunday and all that energy leading up to it since the full moon and Mar- Mars square Uranus, uh, that you really take some time out to think and consider and contemplate. Any thought processes are going to be very beneficial to you on Sunday, and it looks like with what's going on the rest of the week, you're going to need a little time to contemplate and think about some things. Think about the ramifications of the of the full moon that's going on this Friday and what you're going to be releasing over the next two weeks until the new moon comes when you get to initiate and start some projects again. Up until then, it's all about releasing. It's all about letting go. That's the full, any full moon lesson. This particular one, uh, just to mention, once again, you can go back to last week's show and hear the um, in-depth information on the blue full moon. But I'm just throwing in here uh, that it's on the Leo Aquarius so you've got the sun in Leo and you've got the moon in Aquarius. And so that's definitely a balancing act between confidence, uh, personal power, creativity, uh, uh, your will, and connectedness connectedness to children, connectedness to to your creative projects, um, connectedness to yourself, and then you've got Leo on the other end that you're balancing with that in, inside of your emotions. Your sun is how it's more expressed, and your your uh, your the moon is how it more feels, and so your feelings may be a little more Aquarian detached you know, kind of spread around a little more liberally on that end as opposed to with children or who you're dating. Uh, Leo also rules, you know, the dating and romance portion of of the natal chart. And so, uh, you know, romance and dating in Leo as opposed to in Aquarius, it's on this more friendly level, humanitarian group, networking level. Um, so these are things that are being cha- are that are challenging us to balance them out. These are the energies. If you know where it's falling in your chart, like mine is falling in uh, in the areas of the third and ninth house. So with third house ruling, local travel, elementary education, uh, siblings in one area and then on the very opposing area is the opposite some of the opposite keywords. Long distance travel is being wanting to balance out with short distance travel. Uh higher learning is wanting to be balanced out with elementary education. Okay? So um skills and, and things in the in the third house as opposed to um more abstract things things that are less tangible in, in the ninth house. 
So these are things that you can find out about where this full moon is hitting your chart and why you may be experiencing a, a particular tug of war in your life. That's the, the opposing and balancing energy that's going on at a full moon. It's likened to, a, um, it, can, it can be likened to a tug of war, but if you're balanced and harmonizing these energies, you should feel it a lot less intensely, okay? Um, we did not discuss Mars trining Saturn. That's occurring on the 6th, 3.29 a.m., Mars in a favorable aspect to Saturn. So with Saturn having all these challenging aspects to to know that it's having a very harmonious um, connection to a very aggressive and, you know, potentially violent planet. Um, so Saturn is going to be there to kind of cool that and calm that and restrict those tendencies. So I think... Uh, with so much challenge going on next week, uh, as of Thursday, you can see earlier in the day, because this is happening at 329 in the morning, Mars trining Saturn. At 925 that same morning, Mercury conjuncts Venus. Mercury is going to make contact to this Venus-Jupiter alignment. Mercury hits Venus first on the 6th, Thursday at 9.25 in the morning, and Mercury touches Jupiter the very next day at 2.08 in the morning on Friday. Once again, all these are Central Standard Time. So uh, we're not going to have time to go over that this week, but keep keep that in mind uh, that if you're, Ruled by Mercury, your chart's ruled by Mercury, meaning you have a Gemini on the you have Gemini on the ascendant or Virgo on the ascendant. These conjunctions to the Jupiter Venus alignment are going to have a, a bit more in, impactful uh, meaning for you. So, if that's you, definitely get with me. If you don't know your chart, you probably don't know that you're a Gemini or Virgo rising, in which I can help you determine that. Um, and then uh, on the 6th, that Thursday evening at 9.02 p.m., there's a third quarter moon, okay? Just like we went over last week with the, um, no, last week we went over the full moon. The week before that, we went over the first quarter moon. It's very similar to the third quarter moon. These are uh, critical points where the moon is squaring the sun that we are uh, being challenged by intentions made at the new moon or, you know, things that we've uh, released at the full moon. We're taking another look at it at that time. Things that are being released this Friday with the blue full moon, we're going to have a chance next Thursday. It it goes exact at 9.02 p.m. to take another look at it. And and it, it usually is centered when these quarter moons come, there's usually... Uh, actual experience in our lives of conflict or challenge, okay? Um, I can definitely point out uh, where that's going to hit your chart as well. And then last, uh, second to last is on Friday, uh, Mercury does enter Virgo. It's going to come out of uh, Leo into Virgo. And on the very next day, the last day of the week, on the 8th, Saturday at 6.32 p.m., Mars is going to enter Leo out of cancer. Okay? 
and the moon will be in Gemini as of Saturday as well. And the last thing is on the 6th at 3.19 p.m. on Thursday, Mercury does square Saturn. And uh, kind of imparts into the Mercury-Venus uh, conjunction that same day earlier in the morning. The Mercury squaring that, um, I'm sorry, Saturn squaring that Mercury-Venus conjunction kind of brings in a little darkness, <laughs> meanness, it could, and negativity. Um, that's what Saturn kind of has to offer. And so negative thinking can often be exacerbated by having to deal with too much responsibility all at once or suffering through painful hardships, separations, and loss. These things plus isolation, loneliness, and insecurity can often lead to depression, okay? That's why I want y'all thinking there on Sunday while Mercury is trining Uranus about how you want your week to play out in a week full of challenges, in a week full of, uh, you know, opportunities to, to lose it, opportunities to fall into a deep depression, opportunities to, you know, focus on the loss and the separations and the hardships. We really have a divine opportunity to make up our minds in the beginning of the week with a powerful transit that supports it effortlessly so and harmoniously so we can choose to think up a better week. I would admonish y'all to go ahead and just plan your week out. After the full moon and you starting to just let stuff go, as you're kind of coming down from the full moon energy between then Friday and Sunday, Go on and plan your week out. Go on and write what you want your week to look like. Obviously, you're not going to plan anything too challenging for yourself. And in a climate where the challenges challenges are already there, if you set your mind and vibration higher to receive a more positive outcome, you're more than likely going to experience it. I'm living proof that affirmations work. I'm living proof that writing your goals down works, I'm on this radio channel right now as a direct result of an affirmation I wrote on my mirror back at the beginning of the year that I am, I am, always start your affirmations off with I am or I will or I do. Um don't ever do a negative affirmation. Don't put don't in your affirmations. I will not put no in your affirmations. I don't want no. Only focus on, especially coming up next week with so many challenges, only focus on what you want. As soon as you find yourself starting to think on, oh, this separation, oh, this loss, oh, this hardship, you focus on the wrong thing. Go higher. Think of everything you are and do have and be thankful for it. Be thankful for it in advance. Be thankful in the beginning of the week while you're thinking on how the week is going to go. Be thankful that it goes that way. Be thankful that it goes smoothly. Be thankful that everything works out according to plan. It's even better than plan. Be thankful that that you ride, that you, you know, affirm something that, that, supports you rising up to meet any challenge effortlessly 
you know, affirm something that supports your relationships amidst any challenge will work out in the end. That there's no challenge that can come against your relationship with your child. There's no challenge that can come against your relationship with your parent or come against your relationship with your mate that that is too powerful or too big for your your the love that's between y'all, the the sacrifices that you're willing to make. You're willing to quit expecting things from them and start expecting those very same things of yourself instead. That that's that's how you take your power back. That's how you take a potentially challenging week and you say, This is what is actually gonna happen. I'm not saying that's gonna eliminate challenges. I'm not saying I haven't had challenges. What I'm telling you is that your attitude affects your altitude. And if the prognosis on the week ahead is not that high in altitude, I'm challenging you to raise the bar. I'm challenging you to take it higher. I'm challenging you to take yourself higher. And as a direct result, you watch the karmic blessings. You watch yourself inspire others to rise to the challenge, to rise to the occasion and meet challenge with preparedness, meet challenge with positivity, meet challenge with what you know to be true about yourself, what you've already accomplished and experienced while Mercury's trying in Uranus. Think on those think on those things. Set yourself up in 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 your emotional and mental account for the week that there's no way you can be overdrawn by the end of the week. Stack up your emotional incur incur that's why I say the affirmation. Because you just can't go wrong when you're telling yourself every day, all day, I can I can meet any challenge. I meet any challenge effortlessly. I, I I take on challenges willingly and 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 with excitement because I know that the only outcome is going to be can be my growth. And that's a long affirmation. You should keep them short. But when they get so powerful and good, they kind of go on. At least mine do sometimes. But I just want y'all to have a powerful week. I didn't have. I had a lot of people call in today, but not, nobody raised their hand. So it, you know. Please don't hesitate to contact me throughout the week. Last time, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, and Mama Dada Astro on uh, Twitter. And we I got a, we got the blog going on myastrologycoach.com forward slash blog forward slash because I'm not on, I'm taking stuff that I don't even talk about on this show and I'm posting that on the, on the blog every week uh just to stay informed of some of these uh lesser transits. I say lesser transits, I shouldn't cuz that makes it sound like they're weaker. They kind of are, they're kind of less potent like when you're dealing with sextiles and semi squares, they're a little less potent potentially than the actual squares and the and the uh, opposition, but they're still significant. They're still there. And depending on what planet rules your chart, it may not be so insignificant. It could be quite pivotal. So I don't want to drag the show on y'all. I just, I know everybody's kind of dealing with something. And I just want to encourage and admonish y'all to don't be pitiful. Be powerful. The power is in your knowledge of who you are. Your power lies in knowing what you came here with. There are certain aspects of my chart 
that's being impacted by the full moon and the Jupiter-Venus conjunction that, you know, I'm very familiar with because I've been studying my natal chart for a while now. I know how some of this stuff's going to hit me. I know what I need to do to prepare for it. I know this this uh, Mars-Uranus square that happened this past week, it wasn't lost on me, but it didn't take me out or down because I'm coming, I'm meeting, I'm doing the very thing I'm advising y'all to do. I'm taking control of my destiny through knowledge of myself Astrologically, that's not the only way I'm I'm getting to know myself on a continuous basis, but that's one of the main ways because astrology really is a powerful, vital tool that was introduced to the planet by our ancient ancestors that it covers everything. When you're talking about the 12 houses in, in the astrological wheel, when you're talking about the 12 zodiac signs, there ain't nothing it don't, doesn't cover. You're covering... With the first house, your yourself, okay, your identity. You're covering with the second house your money and how you get it, where you live, what you value personally. You covering in the third house uh, your immediate environment, your local neighborhood, your siblings. I mean, you covering all the people in your life through these twelve areas of space. In the fourth house, you covering home and and your roots and your ancestors and your and your. Uh, your comfort, you know, nurture, nurturing. Uh, in the fifth house, we already went over it. When I was talking about Leo and the sun, every house is ruled by a planet and a sign. So when you're talking about fifth house, you're talking about Leo and the sun. And we just went over a whole bunch of those keywords, dating, romance, children, creativity, gambling, uh, acting. When you get off into the sixth house, you're talking about work and health. And routine, seventh house, partnerships, all kinds, business, romantic, one-on-one, one-to-one contact, uh, even business, especially business dealings. Eighth house, you're talking about people you share money with, people, other people's resources by way of inheritances, by way of taxes, by way of bonds and stocks and, and, and bonuses, Um when you get to the ninth house, you're talking about higher learning. You're talking about a teaching energy in the ninth house. You're talking about uh, Sagittarius that rules ninth house and the planet Jupiter. Once again, every house is ruled by a planet and a sign. Tenth house, top of the chart, most most uh, seen part of your chart because it's at the top, so everybody sees it. That's the rules. Your public responsibility. It rules your public reputation. It rules your career. It rules the father as opposed to the very opposite of the 10th house, which will be the 4th house we already went through, is ruled by the mother. You flip it, go to the 10th house, it's ruled by the father, Saturn. Uh, Saturn doesn't just have to be the father. Saturn can be a parent in general. 11th house, you're talking about a very versatile house that not only rules friends and acquaintances, acquaintances and people you network with in in a a, a large group association with, but it also rules your hopes and your dreams. You move on to the very last house, which is the 12th house. It's ruled by Neptune. It rules Pisces. It rules spirituality. Ninth house also rules a level of spirituality as it relates to religion and philosophy. Um, The 12th house spirituality is more you know, dreams, it's definitely uh, isolation and, and confinement like jails and hospitals and 
you know, so everything's covered. I didn't cover everything just now, but I'm telling you, everything's covered in your natal birth chart wheel. Everything's covered. Well, you say, I, I, I look at my birth chart, and I don't have a planet in this particular house. It's just empty. So I can't access that area of my chart. Yes, you can, because whatever cusp, whatever house cusp, first through 12, that hits that uh, particular sign, that sign is ruled by a planet. That planet is somewhere in your chart. If your second house cusp is on Libra, guess what? Libra is ruled by Venus, and Venus is somewhere in your chart. Where is it in your chart? That's how you can access that second cusp energy, even though there's not a planet in your second house. Well, Mama Dada, my second house cusp doesn't touch any uh, sign because maybe that sign is intercepted in your chart. You can still access it. So that's what we're here for. That's what an astrologer can show you and tell you. That's what I can show you and tell you and help you out with determine who you incarnated here to be astrologically speaking. What was the astrological contract you took out to come here and do, be, see, say, think, live, love, earn, spend, meditate on, travel to, okay? It's all it's it it's it is written. It is written. And so I'm here to expose y'all to that. It was exposed to me through this very same station, uh very same station, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ampool astrology through the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. Stay close to us, fool with us. We love y'all. We're here, and we will be back next week, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, same time, same place. I love y'all, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.